Welcome to CLC Connects. This week on CLC Connects, we talk all about urban farming. Spoiler alert, it's not about raising cows in the middle of the city, but I would say it's a growing movement in Lake County. Urban farming has gained popularity in recent years due to its potential to promote sustainability, self-sufficiency, and community health. We talk all about it with CLC's urban farm director, Eliza Fournier. Eliza is a pioneer in the urban farming movement. She's helped train over 200 urban farmers over the years and helped implement the farm on Ogden, an innovative urban farm center on the west side of Chicago. Welcome to the podcast, Eliza. Thanks, Jesse. Great to be here. I'm glad you're here. I personally grew up in an urban environment and didn't see a farm until my late teens. Um, Later in life, I found an appreciation for growing food while living in Wisconsin and working for a grocery co-op. So something that I've really loved seeing over the last 20 or so years is this growing urban farm movement. Um, I first saw this happening in Detroit around 15 to 20 years ago, and I'm super excited to see it coming uh, first to Chicago and kind of moving over here to Waukegan. Um, I know that CLC recently had our zoning approved for the urban farm, so soon we'll see one here. And so can you tell me a little bit about the facility that's going up on our Lakeshore campus? Sure. So uh, we've been in planning um, for this facility for a couple years now and um, spent the last year working through um, the city processes with the city of Waukegan. And what we can expect is a farm like you mentioned before, unlike probably most farms that people have seen, if they've seen a farm, um, it will not have cows, it will not have chickens, it will be inside. Um, So it's a very high-tech, innovative space um, that will be growing vegetables year-round inside using controlled environment agriculture strategies. So that could be hydroponics using nutrient-rich water to grow plants. Um, It could be growing mushrooms inside. Um, It could be growing microgreens under um, LED lights. A lot of different techniques that we're going to be training the population on. That's really cool. Can you tell me a little bit about what hydroponics are? Yeah, so basically what we're trying to do with hydroponics or any controlled environment agriculture, we're trying to recreate Mother Nature um, inside. So while Mother Nature is very perfect, you know, she provides water when we need water. She provides wind when we need wind. She provides sun when we need sun. We have to do all of those things for the plants once we bring them inside. If you've ever owned a house plant, you know the struggle. The struggle <laughs> is real. Uh, so um, the plants inside need, uh, they're basically fed Um, instead of getting their food from the soil, they get their food from nutrient-rich water that's circulated throughout the system, um, and nutrients are added as plants get to different growing growth stages in their life cycle. Um, We also will provide... um, Air, so we need to actually provide air circulation. So HVAC becomes really important inside. So I know that's a big thing we already do here at CLC. So it's cool to see the partnerships that will be formed through the Urban Farm Center. And then lighting. So there's there's plumbing, there's lighting, there's HVAC. There are all of these things that we have to do inside um, that we don't have to do outside because Mother Nature provides. So it's just a lot more than just just growing. Like everything, yeah. there's so many things that Systems. can be. Yeah, that's mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, Why do you think it's important for us to be connected closely to our food supply? Well, currently, I think there's lots of different reasons. I think that plants in general, no matter how they're grown, can really be a solution to a lot of 21st century problems that we're seeing in our country and around the world today. Uh, Issues like climate change. Um, Currently, a lot of our food is shipped thousands of miles um, to get to our dinner plates, um, which contributes to global warming or just climate change in general. Um, also, our, we're seeing increased um, risk for health-related and diet-related diseases um, in our population. So only one in 10 Americans eats enough fruits and vegetables every day. 
one way to decrease diet-related diseases is to eat more fruits and vegetables, vegetables specifically. And the more connected we are to a uh, year-round, high-quality, affordable source of uh, produce, the better our health is going to be. And then also plants just really provide a connection to Mother Nature, which when we're, while we're facing this mental health crisis in our country and around the world today, plants can literally ground us um, in the nature cycles that we can also become have become divorced from that we can reconnect with. I know during the like the peak of the pandemic, people got really mm-hmm. into their house plants yeah. to kind of bring back that like I don't know this calming energy. And I know for myself, even when I just dig around in my garden outside, I feel a lot better. So you talked about that just eating fruits and vegetables are are better in general mm-hmm, for these mm-hmm. health outcomes. What can we grow in an indoor farm? I know there's not a lot of fruit we can grow here. I mean, we can do berries, but you definitely can't do bananas. Mm-hmm. What can we like look forward to finding in an urban farm? Sure. So the crops that we'll be focusing on are really crops that are already kind of have been proven to grow successfully in a controlled environment. So those are leafy greens. So you're thinking about spinach, you think about lettuce, you think about arugula, things like that um, can grow. They have a short lifespan and can grow really easily and quickly inside. Herbs, so uh, parsley, basil, cilantro, all grow really well in controlled environment agriculture. And you mentioned fruits. There's fruiting, we think of botanical fruity mm-hmm. fruits, and we think about fruits, how we think about fruits like apples and pears and things like that. We, there are fruiting crops that we can grow um, in the controlled environment agriculture system, and those are more like tomatoes, mm-hmm. peppers, cucumbers, all which are botanically fruits because their seeds are inside, um, but they're more vegetables when we think about them like on our table. Yeah. That's nice. So what I hear you saying is that maybe around like Thanksgiving, I can look forward to like a fresh tomato pie with like yeah. really great tomatoes. That's the goal, Jesse. That's the goal. Yeah, because those like shipped from, I don't know, Arizona tomatoes are not good in no. the wintertime. No, they're not. <laughs> we talked a little bit briefly about just the health outcomes. And you mentioned that uh, one in 10 eats enough fruits and mm-hmm. vegetables in a day. I've heard you talk about this Veggie RX program. Can you fill me in on that a little bit? Sure. So... Uh, I think this is one way there's there's five levels of or five factors that really contribute to people eating um, fruits and vegetables more. Um, One, they're available. They're close by and you can get them. Two, they're affordable. They're not so cost prohibitive that you can't buy them with your budget. Uh, Three, you know how to prepare them, whether that's eating them raw or, you know, you're making a recipe out of them. Four, you know they're culturally appropriate. It's part of your um, upbringing or your your um, culture's uh, diet. Um, and five, um, that you understand why it's important to eat fruits and vegetables. So with the Veggie RX, it it really touches on all five levels of those um, points of accessibility. One, it's a a medical professional is prescribing you to eat more fruits and vegetables as a means to either reduce your risk of a diet-related disease or to treat your diet-related disease that you already have. So you're in partnership with your um, healthcare provider to make real changes in your lifestyle that will result in health outcomes. Um, And the next thing is that healthcare provider is empowered then 
there's actually that next step. There's a place that that healthcare provider can refer you to so you can actually get the things that you need. And they're going to be at a very reasonable price. So for example, you would go to the Urban Farm Center and you could pick up a box of vegetables that your provider has prescribed you. And then you would get coupons to shop for a discount in the retail location. And I think I forgot to mention in earlier when we were talking that the Urban Farm Center will not only grow the produce, but it'll also have a retail space where you can purchase the produce that's grown there in and other Lake County locations and stuff that um, value-added products that have been processed from those foods. So you could come as a, as a, um, as a, uh, person who has been prescribed vegetables, get those vegetables at a reduced cost, and then work with a, um, a dietitian, for example, SNAP at in uh, University of Illinois Extension, to learn recipes and how to prepare that food in the most healthful way. I like the point about knowing how to use it, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's a barrier, like just yeah. having knowing what to do with, with fruits and vegetables or even having the time to prepare it can be a barrier too. So the VeggieRx kind of addresses that as well. We talked a little bit about our food being shipped in um, and a lot of it comes from, you know, across North and Central America and areas where there's, you know, bright sunshine and, and things for growing, but they also come with like drought issues and other water issues. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about how urban farming can address climate change? Absolutely. So when we talk about urban farming, really it can, lots of different images come to mind. So really what urban agriculture is or urban farming is, is cultivating, growing, processing, turning into an end product that someone might use and distributing of products. So mostly vegetables and fruits, right? In urban environments. So that can look like a community garden, that can look like a rooftop farm, that can look like uh, a controlled environment agriculture like we've been talking about, hydroponics, aeroponics, aquaponics, vertical farms. Those are all terms you might have heard before. Mm -hmm. So all of these tools bring our food system closer to us so that when global warming or climate change starts to impact our food system's and our traditional, or at least the way that things have been grown for the last 50 years in Mexico and California, Arizona, where there are drought, you know, droughts are becoming more prevalent, mm-hmm. um, our food system will not break down like we saw it happen in at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so when our food is food system is relocalized, relocal, it creates a more stable and um, insured um, source of food um, when our, the way that we have been doing things for 50 years ultimately breaks down. How do you see this helping our community? And, and I want to talk about it from like business community to our entrepreneurial community and even just like our average residents. Sure. So I think one, just bringing people closer to seeing how their food is produced. So the urban agri- the urban farm center will have, it will be very transparent. So if you've been to Lakeshore campus recently, you've seen we built this brand new building and it's full of windows yeah. and the windows really let people know that we're open for business and that we, there are people who look and live where look like and live where people do in that community in the space. And that's what the goal of the Urban Farm Center is too, to be very transparent so people can see people inside that's welcoming to them. And then also that they can see how food is being grown. So I think that that's um, a benefit for local residents. It's a benefit for our um, CLC community, Um, students, staff, faculty, all can um, 
partake and be healthier themselves because they'll have this access to um, food that's grown on site. Um, to businesses that are looking to relocate into Lake County, it's kind of interesting that CLC, community colleges in general, traditionally are, we're responsive to the business community, right? There's businesses that already exist and they need a workforce to fill in. What we're doing here is a little bit backwards yeah. or forwards, if yeah. you think about it, <laughs> forwards. <laughs> forwards, is we're basically creating the workforce that will hopefully draw um, controlled environment agriculture businesses to this area, making sure that Lake County has a more stable food system for the long haul. Cool. Um, we haven't really talked too much about the space. So um, mm -hmm. now that our zoning is all approved and mm -hmm. we're, we're moving forward, mm -hmm. can you just tell me a little bit about what, um, what it's going to look like? Sure. So the space is pretty big. Um, the lot is about 31,000 um, square feet. So that's pretty big. Um, and then the building is going to be about 25,000 square feet. Um, it will have about two-thirds of that space. So the majority of the space will actually be controlled environment agriculture. So that's for the growing, the processing, and by processing, I mean like cleaning, washing, packaging, uh, storing, and shipping. Um, and then about one-third um, of the space will be um, more public facing. So it'll include, like I said, a retail operation featuring locally grown and produced food products. Mm -hmm. uh, it will have a um, multi-purpose classroom for individuals who are looking to scale up their, their growing skills. It will have a commercial kitchen where people can come get their foods, their serve safe license, and then take their home-based food business to the next level um, so that they can scale up or be growing or producing in an area or in a kitchen that is licensed so that you have, they can expand their market. There will be a tour corridor too. If you think about like Willy Wonka's, have you yeah. ever seen Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? The idea is there will be a tour corridor. So for example, if a school field trip wanted to come through, they can walk not in the farm, but along the production oh, cool. line of the farm. So they can kind of see the production line from seeding the vegetables to the nursery where the baby vegetables are growing to the area where they're grow fully grown and being grown out all the way to harvest um, so they can really see from seed to market all in one space, which I think is going to be very exciting. Have you ever done the, the Epcot living land yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's what that reminds exactly. me Exactly. It's going to be a mini Epcot <laughs> awesome. in downtown Waukegan. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly what that reminds me of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's super cool. So people can come in and see it along this tour corridor. Um, who who do you expect to come visit it? And and I'm asking because I know, like, I've been to, like, the plant in, South, mm -hmm. in Chicago. <clears throat> and yeah. you've talked about the farm in Og mm -hmm. on Ogden. Mm -hmm. um, so there is this, like tourism destination kind of thing. Do yeah. you expect to see that here in Waukegan? That is our hope. Yeah. Um, we're hoping one that our people who live and work in downtown Waukegan um, and who are community members of the Lakeshore campus and the Grays Lake campus and the South Lake campus will come and see this space. Um, but beyond that, uh, what we really saw with the farm on Ogden was that it was a destination um, because it was such an innovative space for people around the state, yeah. around the country, and literally around the world. We had tour groups coming from China and Korea, um, the Netherlands, um, to come and see how food space, food growing production space can be integrated into a community. Um, it was, and it's been really cool. So I hope the same um, for the Lakeshore uh, Urban Farm Center. Uh, me too. You mentioned that um, this is one case that we're being, um, we're not being responsive to the um, 
current job community mm-hmm. that's here, the current mm-hmm. workforce needs here, but we're hoping to um, provide that that job base, the base of people mm-hmm. who can perform that work. What kind of work does that look like? Like what kind of employers would be coming in that the people who learn at the urban farm could then work for? Sure. So um, just over the border in Kenosha, um, Gordon Food Service is a pretty big commercial um, wholesale food provider. Um, and they actually have on site have sponsored a small scale, well, about the same scale as the Urban Farm Center will be, um, controlled environment agriculture system on site. Oh, cool. um, and actually one of a graduate from CLC, uh, the horticulture department actually works there now. Yeah. Um, so the Gotham Greens is another oh, large yeah. scale, um, kind of a model around the country um, for uh, lettuce and herb production. So hoping to attract employers like that mm-hmm. to Lake County. Um, there's also, this is a very... <laughs> We're, lots of industries are growing in this area, and uh, these are transferable skills. So if you can grow, um, there's robotics, there's um, mechatronics, all happening in um, in hydroponics. Yeah. So it's systems thinking. It's really transferable job skills. So yeah. even if we're working with a workforce um, development type program, those individuals can go on and use those skills in a multitude of different areas. How else can people in Lake County interested in farming connect to farming, growing food opportunities? Sure. So uh, first of all, there's lots of different community gardening um, organizations around Lake County. There's some really amazing community gardens. Um, they're not affiliated with CLC, um, but CLC also has, we have our campus farm here um, at the Grays Lake campus, which has a farm stand every Thursday afternoon yeah. um, starting in June. So that is a great way to get your hands on some really high quality um, locally grown uh produce. Um, we're also working in partnership with the, we're, we're starting a partnership with the um, Lake County Forest Preserve District um, to assume management of the Green Youth Farm Program, which has been run by the Chicago Botanic Garden for 20 years now. And it's a way for high school students to get up uh, and, and out of school youth to get a paid work experience on a small scale, sustainable farm, more traditional growing, growing in the ground. And that's a great way to plant a seed, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, in a young person's mind to think about where their food is growing and then to consider careers in food systems as they move forward with their career goals. The last thing I'm going to ask is just how did you get involved in farming and urban farming and the growing movement? So, Jesse, you mentioned kind of the seed being planted in you when you moved to Wisconsin and worked for a a food co-op. The seed was planted in me in Wisconsin as well. (laughs) Uh, I grew up in a small town, a small rural town, uh, just west of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, And a lot of people that I knew growing up were dairy farmers. So I either, if I wanted to hang out with my friends, I would have to pitch in and help do chores. Um, And then also my mom, my first job, my first paid job besides babysitting was I was my mom's friend had a she had rheumatoid arthritis and she was a beautiful gardener um, but she couldn't do a lot of the work so she would tell me what to do and I was her hands yeah. so I got a lot of muscle memory for just being in the garden and um, working with plants and um, every job that I've had since then has had some relationship to co- either plants or people or connecting people and plants together. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this urban farm center is it's really like a catalyst for this style of growing and sustainable food systems and also a catalyst to bring plants and people together, which I think is the most powerful thing we can do. I think so too. Um, Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to add? Well, um, next steps. 
for the Urban Farb Center. Okay, I'll ask about next steps. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we've got our zoning approved, but Mm -hmm. we don't have a building yet. So what are our next steps? Yeah, so we're, um, the site is all prepped and ready to go. We have a design uh, draft in mind. So the next steps are, we're trying to raise funds. So there's not an insignificant amount of funds that need to be raised to make this building and this dream a reality. So um, we currently have $3 million in hand uh, and we're looking for another five to seven million to get going um, with construction. So we're on a fundraising um, uh, campaign right now. And we're also looking for additional input into the Urban Farm Center. What should it include? What shouldn't it include? What should it look like? What should it feel like? So we've been getting input from the community all along the way. And we're looking to gather more input to make this space really a place that serves um, the needs and interests and the vision of community members. That's really cool. I can't wait for the urban farm. I think it's one of the, I, so around, I think you and I started here right around the same time. And that was like the first time I heard about the urban Mm -hmm. farm and I like my jaw dropped. I was like, Oh my gosh, we're doing this really cool thing. I cannot wait. So this is, um, I'm really happy to see it's getting closer. I'm glad that we finally got to talk for the podcast because we've moved forward a little bit and, and it's happening. Yeah. Thanks Jesse. (laughs) So exciting. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. CLC Connects is a production of the CLC PR and Marketing Department. Our music is by CLC faculty member Dave Asma. Have a question? CLC has an expert for you. Email your questions to podcast at clcillinois.edu. We'll work to get the right expert on for you. Love CLC Connects? Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you love listening. And while you're there, leave us a review so others can find us.